Sit back and join us for the Power Cosmic Podcast is here. The Power Cosmic Podcast, the comic book podcast show that you know and love. Brought to you by Mitch Halleck, maker and creator of Terrific Con, the world's greatest comic con every August at the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Joining Mitch will be his amazing friends. Most of the time, it's Jerry Ordway, writer, artist, extraordinaire. Join Mitch and Jerry as they talk about such fun topics as comic books, movies, TV, toys, and more on the Power Cosmower 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 Cosmower. Yeah, Miss Dreamboat. Are we going to talk about some movies? Oh, yeah. Why? Why bother? Oh, so it. It's been days now since we saw it. Yes. Part two. Yes. I told you. I this. told the poor guy at the gas station. He goes, "Hey man, how was it?" I goes, "A piece of shit." He goes, "What?" It's not. I go, "It's not." I didn't think it was a piece. Of shit. I thought no. it was. It was. It wasn't well done. It was entertaining. Yes. And the performances were good. It was too long. Jessica Chastain was better than she was in Dark Phoenix. Yes. Which is not saying too much. The guy who had the most to do. Really was Bill Hader. Hader, yeah, because his character yeah. was it was Professor X, and James McAvoy was in this playing Bill. There you go. Anyway, I just caught that now. They were in two, no, but I'd two your, crappy movies it was like this year. Several days later, I mentioned to you that I thought it was funny that nobody was in that. When they're all in the group shot, it's like each one of them has like the four days growth of yeah, beard. But they were there for. It's like not even, one of those guys was clean shaven. Even just no, just it wasn't. Saying. I mean, from the everybody had the, the it's yeah. like the oh yeah, that's the right. New Hollywood fact. look, but everybody had it. it and James McAvoy's character was the only one who was technically Hollywood. Yeah. The other guys were normal guys. Right. I just thought that was kind of funny. Well, the fact that like somebody they decided what he did for that? Yeah. About the building. Oh, uh, no. That was at the beginning. I don't even remember that. Yeah, I remember, I just it was funny. I remember Jessica was getting by the guy because her dad beat her up. Right, right. So she fell into the same thing. Right. But she had a really nice house, and they right. were apparently close well, to in the book. It was like that, too. Yeah, and then McAvoy was on a movie set. Right. The fat guy you say was an architect. The other guy was like on his way to a meeting or something. Oh yeah, he was a in, no, he was a investment banker or somebody was in the car insurance thing on his way to yeah oh yeah because right. now I'm trying to see the parallels yeah. but none of them remembered each other and it had been 29 years later but they, had to. Swole, they, they had, had to they knew each other they knew they each other remember the events the events which is the, weird but that was part of it the part like that we got away from Gary away, that's why the only guy who remembered was the librarian guy and he remembered because he got all nervous. Yeah. But then they all have some experience, violent experience, after they got the call. So he, you know, he probably, his, his violent experience was channeled. What well, was Bill Hader's violent experience? He threw up? He, yeah, he, right. He got sick, he was going on and stage. He got on stage, he forgot his lines or whatever. And what about McAvoy, that he was getting fired from a movie set? Yeah, something like that. That was a scary beat up? Right. They yeah. all had something happen to him. Okay, and you think that had something to do with the story? think so oh i don't know i didn't get that at all i just got i like the music you always the say music, that why because i listen to that i do hear i was surprised they didn't go with uh pop songs just to set the yeah. thing they didn't have to set it nowadays yeah which is weird they could have set it well they said it 27 years, years later after 1989 so it was two years right ago. Right. You know how sometimes you see movies and they kind of yeah. have a soundtrack so you know when it takes place? Right, right. They really have that. What else do they have? 
Well, it had what good things were about it. It had look, Stephen King. No, it had the kid characters in Flashback. The kid characters were the saving grace. I yeah. kind of thought Pennywise was a little more frightening this time. Yeah, he did but more. It was, yeah. Well, because you knew what he looked like. But I think they they tried to make him a little more frightening, like he did scarier things. Yeah. But wasn't it kind of? Would you hear people in the audience laughing, like when she goes to the old lady's house, right. looking for her father, right? And he was like running back and forth. I guess it's funny. Well, and then they the, were showing. Was did he put clown makeup on? He was talking to his daughter. So what's the backstory on that? Right. Well, they showed him in the first movie too as a, a clown. And he, everyone died or something and burned in a fire something in the circus, like, that. like the. Is that what it was? I don't remember. I just remember that they had a scene where he was... Yeah. had like a cart. There was like a cart, like it like was part of a carnival. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. I mean... It, I don't know. I think it, you, your reaction would have been better. My reaction would have been better if it was a half hour shorter. I think that's what... If it moved a little quicker, you wouldn't have thought about it. Well, I'm trying to think. It started at... 2.40... And at 4 o'clock... Were there 20 minutes of trailers? Yeah. Wow. 4 o'clock is the first time I looked at my watch. And so we're already an hour and 20 minutes into yeah. it. So it's 90 minutes almost. Well, I felt like it... I mean, it definitely... It dragged. Right, when they did the little... Oh, that whole flashback to the Indian or Native American. That didn't bother me. It was just the idea that each... There's, like, how many? Six guys? Six people? Six, six, yeah. They, had to they each little, had to have... Their own little story. Well, they each had to walk away from it. Yeah. And then they finally come back together right. it was like the classic yeah the, the you magnificent know, seven you're stronger yeah. together than you are apart yeah but then each of those segments felt like they were they could, been, they could have been shorter yeah and like you said by the time you got to the librarian guy it was like wait we forgot about him oh and not only did they forget about him they forgot about the escape guy out they're like right, right, oh right. we have that escape maniac and they only did yeah they, they used him was in there uh, like so little anything. that yeah. it was almost like why did you even do it you could have cut him out of the movie with a bullet yeah. I mean did, yeah in the book he had more to do he right. was like because he was Pennywise's Pennywise like, had limitations yeah. this and guy the, could be the whole mobile. fact that this demon guy is dead his friend is driving him around even that they lost that could have like, been a whole story that was a whole movie right, right there right. it's like Christine right that is Christine yeah right. they didn't even talk about him he just hey uh Hauser, Pedler, Hostetler. No, he got captured by, by the Pennywise. Did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got captured. Yeah. He just gets in the car. The fence is cut. Right. So there's like physical things that have happened. That's right. the other thing. The whole imaginary... Nice this guy paid his, you know, his registration for 27 years saying, like, insurance on that there's car. There's this whole weird thing about what's really happening and right. what's an illusion. Right. Because it's like, I don't believe you. Like, he, that was... Gave up on that, yeah, and they just all were but it treating happened it like it once was really more. Happening. It happened once more when was it was it with the, the kid and the, his mom? He closed his eyes, and one of them did it. Like I don't believe in you, right? Right. And it just faded away. Right. Yeah. Which one? One of the characters wasn't McAvoy. No, wasn't no, it wasn't McAvoy the... when his brother was down there, and he's like, "Don't yeah, go." Yeah, yeah. Maybe. No, because he went through the whole thing. With oh, the he went through the water. And his brother was there. Yeah. And, I was like, what? Yeah, I had the... Yeah. Yeah, the, he said, yeah, yeah, he got. yeah he, he goes, I, all you had to do is not believe in it. Right. And there was no... And he had no power. Yeah. I was reading, I think I sent you that article from the Times where they said how they veered from the... Yeah. Gone away from the original ending. Well, they did the big spider thing. Right. Which everybody But remembers. it was... 
in the end, I think they mentioned what the Stephen King ending was yeah. versus this one, which was almost them bullying. Yeah. yeah, we're on the line. That's why it's getting loud. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's Friday it's night. Quiet. Friday night, this is what people do in suburbs. They drink themselves into a stupor. And what kind of beer did you have? Nick? I had a, uh, a Pilsner or something. Um, what do you have, Jer? I have a uh, Imperial Ale, a barrel-aged Imperial Red Ale. And that tastes like what kind it's of barrel? Good. It's a little bit of spirit to it, you know? Now, we're sitting here by a window, and the back window here is and the, we can uh, see the, the brewery. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting here, and there's, like, buckets and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it would be unappetizing if a rat was swimming around in there. But before I haven't seen any. No. But I have seen them it's in other breweries. Place. No, this place no. is very, very I clean. can take you to another brewery not too far from here where <laughs> there's rats in the, uh, the, the pools. It's not nice. Yeah. That's always scary. Once you see that, though... So, yes, about right. So, that movie's about... What about The Joker? The Joker, I think it looks like it'll be a good movie. I think it looks like Taxi Driver. Me. My son asked saying DiCaprio yeah. was attacked. That's what I was going to tell Or at you. least they were they were talking about it. But this is no longer DiCaprio. But no, Scorsese's producing it. Scorsese's still producing it. Right, but Todd so it's Phillips... probably that same script. Yeah, but Todd Phillips, who made the Hangover movies, right. is the guy that's making the and movie. And Old School. Did he do Old School? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, remember the Will Ferrell? That old? That was a long time yeah, ago. That was like that his was like first big hit. 12 years ago. And then he did the thing with uh, Robert Downey and Zach Oh, Due Date? Oh, I love Dude that Day. movie. That's a great movie. movie. Right, it's like Planes, Trains, and Oh, yeah, Mobile. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a funny movie. Yeah. Downey's great, man. But I think Zach Galifianakis is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, in this thing... No, well, the big worry is that... They're glorifying, or they're, they're it just won an award at some film festival in Venice or wherever. Venice Film Festival. And they say the problem that, again, no one has seen the movie, but people are already judging it, which right. I love about America. It's basically a homicidal maniac right. who's picked on. But he's the Joker. Yeah, but, he's, but the, the, the way they interpret yeah. it is he's just picked on by society, right. so he gets his revenge by being, becoming a mass murderer. Right. And is that the thing you really want to show? Because in the climate we live now, is that going to incite people to go kill people? Well, it shouldn't incite people any more than all Anything the other movies else. for the last World War 30 II years. Didn't incite everybody but to go I'm kill saying we've had people. movies like that for, for yeah. many years, and people clearly like movies like that. Natural. Hey, I'm just saying, there's. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to just sit there and pass the buck onto a movie, yeah. to say that's why somebody goes something right. does something horrific, that's ridiculous. I mean, movies. Every single day, there's TV and movies. Right. That means well, it seems like everybody's getting killed every day, but. It's not like that. Yeah. And the big 7 billion people in the world, if a bad movie is going to cause people to kill right. everybody, there'd be thousands of dead people right. like every every minute. You know? I mean, it, it is, it's a movie. and It's, it's a movie. It's not... There's a movie about saving dogs. Do people go save dogs all day? Did everybody go see that? No. Well, what's the biggest movie right now? They're projecting. It's the biggest week. I saw a projection for the Joker that it might make 80 million first week. That might. There must be anticipation. There must be pre-sales. Machine already starting. But there may be pre-sales to judge. You know, like maybe it's only be their opening week. I don't know if tickets went on sale yet, but I'll have to see. Yeah. I'll have to go. They might have because it's October 6th, right? It's coming up. Yeah. Oh, is that New York Comic Con? I don't even know. Yeah, that's that weekend. It makes sense. Yeah, New York Comic Con is the 3rd to the 5th? Please, 6th, I thought. Like well, that would make sense, so that would be the 6th. All right, watch it. Let's see, what's the calendar? I'll look at the calendar. Calendar is... I don't know. And yeah, I guess. I thought it said the 6th, too. 
Yeah. It's not going to open on a Sunday. No yeah. movie opens on no, a Sunday. No. The fourth makes sense. I just knew it was that first week in October. Yeah. But again, oh, see it, it. It, it looks interesting. But it's probably, like it doesn't tie into Batman. Goes, so what? Also, the Joker's had many different origins, yeah. and they've always played it like a little nebulous as to what his real story is. So I'm just seeing how much time we got on this thing, or how much battery life I have. 17 percent. Cool. Well, good. So you don't think it's going to make people go out and kill somebody? You hope it doesn't. No, I don't think so. But I mean, again, a trigger. <laughs> yeah. You're already going to do it. Right. Don't you think? I, I don't know. I don't think that way. But I'm guessing you're right. But how would you explain to all the people that kill people every day? Right. The other thing I've heard is that, oh, you're, you're giving him like a sympathetic backdrop or history. But one of the things that's always bugged me mm. is people want to, for example, let's use Hitler as an example. Yeah, demonize somebody. You want to demonize yeah. him. But he was a guy. Yeah. Okay. He was a horrible guy, yeah. but he was a guy. And to tell the story of him being a failed artist and yeah. having all of his, you know, disappointments yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever... That's the build-up to him becoming whatever he does. Everybody starts somewhere, and yeah. everybody... No, just his like power was he manipulated people, and manipulated well, he, millions of people. Right, but I mean, he yeah. did... He tapped it in a frustration that all the German people had, right. because they got screwed after World War One, like, done, and he's like, hey, let's get some revenge out of this. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, to, to know his backstory... Yeah doesn't diminish the evil that he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, but people are saying, oh, to give the Joker a backstory and it's sympathetic or oh, someone yeah, rejected yeah, yeah. him. That happens to everybody. And it's just like, you know, in comic books, you have guys who whose parents are killed in front of them. Yeah. Like Batman or yeah. Clark Kent, you know, Kal-El, whose entire planet or is destroyed. rich princes of other countries like Doctor Doom who has something blow up in his face yeah. and becomes a bad guy. Right. What? I mean, it's a comic book. Yeah. But everybody's got his origin. So with the Joker... Magneto's family was killed in the concentration camp, so right, but that's, sympathetic, even though he kills millions of... And that wasn't added humans. until the 70s or 80s. Yeah, that was So I'm just saying that it's not Claremont. like... Right, and that's, a, that's, you know, there's enough time then that it can become something. But does that make you more sympathetic? No. I mean, it kind of kind of does... I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, but um, but but is there anything wrong with that? Because if you, if again, we're talking about comic when did book they, villains. When did they start trying to humanize all the villains? That's a '90s thing. Yeah. Like the Borg on Star Trek. You didn't yeah. watch Star Trek. No, but I did. They the, I watched some of it. They were this killing machine, right? And then they made one like, oh, they're not such a bad guy. Right. That changes the whole story. And then you got stormtroopers well, in Star that. Wars, and now you mean, right. oh, well, the guy Finn's right. a nice guy. I'm like, right. wait, he can't be a nice guy because right. if you start doing that, but he's the he's got free. From Apocalypse. Scott Free was oh, yeah, one of Randy's was people guy. and then yeah. he escapes Broke. Yeah. because he didn't want to do it. Right. So that's what Finn is. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a but that makes you think twice about all the people that just killed. It's like yeah, maybe I mean, they're all decent guys too, just going to work. Previous to this, yeah. to to him and we've just shifted to Star Wars. Oh well. But previous to my that life is Star Wars. Previous to that, they were all clones. Yeah. Is that what we read from the Clone Wars? They were all clones of a bad guy. Right. But, I mean, they're still human beings. Oh, They yeah. were just, like, cannon fodder. Cannon fodder. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, the fact that you never really saw any of those guys without their helmets or masks or whatever is probably good because they were faceless. Yeah, but now once they took it off, it's like, oh. Right. They're all like that. But I think, I mean, like, 
empathy, empathy for. Did you ever feel bad for a James Bond villain? Man, no. Man, they pretty much black and white. No matter who they are. Well, there's a good case guys. though too. Why? In the third, was it the third Austin Powers? They kind of mini me. No, Dr. they kind of redeemed Doctor Evil. Wow. Did you watch? I it? remember it, but it's been a he's while. He's like he's. Austin Powers long lost brother oh that's right that's right and Michael then suddenly Kane he was, was a good guy yeah I mean it, it it's it's a natural that's thing right. because if you're a good person you want to see the good in people yeah if you're just a jerk you everybody's black or white morality from comics we did but then he grew up I there's nothing it. wrong with it no but the world's I mean, not a comic no but I think for example yeah. comic books even back then, I mean, like you had Doctor. Yeah, but you know what's interesting? They're written by normal people yeah. like you and yeah. all these other guys. Yeah. What if you had some sick moral agenda and you were putting that in the book and you got young, impressionable minds reading it? Seduction of the innocent, man. <laughs> I'm looking right at it. Where's well, Doctor Wortham? You know, join the Doctor Doom Club. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> You, know, you have to prove some that kids, you've committed some kind of crime. Some kids were rooting for the Red Skull. <laughs> some kids were rooting for Baron Zemo. I don't Zemo. know anybody who was rooting for any of those guys. <laughs> or Green Goblin. No, Venom has fans. Venom yeah. was a bad guy. Venom was... Lobo was but a Venom bad was guy. a victim, right? Eddie Brock yeah, was kind of a victim. Yeah, he was just a photographer. But he was a, kind of a jerk, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was a jerk. He was trying to blackmail Peter right. Parker. Who else was a bad guy that said that he did? Well, I mean, they oh, did. Deadpool. Well, well what, the, what, the, what did they do with... Character. When I was a kid, they took Dr. Octopus and they yeah. gave him a new dimension by having him move in with Aunt uh, May. Hey, yeah, like they married a, her. A rumor, you know, a border at her house yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It added a totally out there. But, but it added an element to it, yeah. which was interesting. Like, doesn't she know who he is? Right. Yeah. That lovely guy with the eight arms. Yeah. <laughs> it was like your mom. I'm big. I'd be like, you know, Peter Parker takes his home. Mom. Dr. Octavius. Right. He's a doctor. He's fine. Right. He gets a lot of money. I no, I guess wanted that, to be with a doctor. I guess that shifted in the 70s. Well, it shifted because there were probably so many anti-heroes in the 70s. Yeah. That was the era that's of the anti-heroes. starts coming out. And well, that's, you have Clint Eastwood as Dirty Harry. Yeah. So he was like kind of doing good Bronson. stuff. But yeah, Charles Bronson, Death Dirt Wish. Death Wish. I mean, yeah, it, I get it. It's I get that it. whole era. There were guys who were, like, conflicted. They, they couldn't work on the side of the law. They made their own well, law. Weren't we talking? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I was talking to my daughter about this. Oh, we, we, were, we were talking about The Closer. There was a the TV Alan show. Baldwin? No, the TV show The Closer was with uh, Kira Sedgwick. Uh, and she was, like, the... She was... Worked for the Los Angeles Police Department. Is that Kevin Bacon's wife. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But it, she worked for the LAPD, right. and her deal was to close a case. case. Yeah. So she would get the confession out of somebody no matter what. And Rachel was saying, there's a one episode where she actually can't get this one guy. Yeah. And he winds up walking free. So she actually gives it up to a gang guy because this guy had killed some gang guy's kid or oh, something. Oh, so she gets street so justice. She, right. Yeah. And, and Rachel was saying it made her feel bad after that because she thought this was, wow, it's a show about the good guys catching bad guys. And but suddenly, now. And suddenly she did something bad. Yeah. And she, she was saying she felt good that it, in the like the finale oh, of yeah, that yeah, show, yeah, yeah. she does wind up getting caught for it and yeah. winds up 
getting jail time. Oh, seriously? That's how yeah. it ended? Yeah. Oh, wow. They wrapped it up? Uh, yeah. Okay. Which was good because, again... Wasn't that the shield, too? That he ended up... Well, he kind of didn't get any jail time. I thought he did get jail. No. He, oh, he was at a desk. Yeah, yeah they yeah, put yeah. him on desk duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was just like jail. It was a good... It was a good... Right. Satisfying right, 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 right. But I mean, that's true, though, is when you have a character that feels like it's a moral character. Yeah. And then they suddenly do something bad. I remember in the, I guess it was the 80s, the Magnum P.I. I didn't watch Magnum. Oh, kill somebody, yeah. Right. I, I, and, but the that was one, a big deal. The one episode I watched, it was like somebody who's connected to Vietnam yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he just blows them away at the end. Yeah. And I remember Jonathan Peterson, my yeah. editor on Batman and yeah, yeah. You know, the Batman movie and Shazam. all upset I, No, Jonathan was like the biggest Magnum fan. I yeah, was yeah. like... Hey, Jonathan, I saw one episode of this yeah, show, yeah. and this blew my mind, because that was like the first yeah, time, yeah, 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 yeah. to me, that was the first time I noticed on network network TV yeah. that a good guy could do something bad and get away with it. Don Johnson did it on Miami Vice for a season, but he was the bad Don yeah, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Something happened where he's a bad guy, but he was killing people. Really clean-shaven? No, because the uh, good one no, was had the star wearing dark clothes, <laughs> but he was like a bad guy for the, the fifth and final year of that show, and then the other guy had to get him and bring him back to the good side. But Tubbs, Tubbs, Ricardo Tubbs. Even Star Trek did that once. That was a yeah. great episode. You don't watch Next Generation, but Data the robot. There was a guy that was a collector, yep. and he was collecting stuff like throughout the like the collector. And, Right. right. So he collected Mr. Data, who was a robot, because he was one of a kind. Right. But the guy, it was almost like, now that I think about it, was the collector. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he was torturing people, and he had an assistant, and he killed the assistant. Right. Because she was trying to help Data. So at the end of the show, he's just doing the, uh, the calculations, because right. he has no morals. Right. He's a robot. Right. But he's like, oh, you're going to continually do harmful things to people. I can't. I can't allow that. Interesting. So just as and he pulls out his phaser thing, yeah. and he's looking at the guy, and he's just doing it as a rationale. Like, right. Right. Here's how many good people. Right. There's how many bad. Right. Well, that's not. Right. That that doesn't compute. Gotcha. So I have to kill you. So just as he's about to pull a trigger, you don't know if he's going to kill him or not. Right. Because he just aims at the guy. Yeah. Maybe he's going to arrest him. Right. And then the Enterprise shows up and they beam him out. Uh, just as he says, I cannot, he says, I'm like, I can't allow this to continue. Oh, and oh. he pulls this thing out. And then when they beam him aboard the ship, they go, oh, Mr. Data, did something happen to your phaser? Because when we beamed you out of there, you, you pressed the trigger. It was already, oh. it was in operation. Oh. Like it was about to fire. And he goes, oh. There must have been a malfunction. Huh. And he walks away, so they never let it... You never know if he was oh, really... He actually killed he was about to, But did he kill him or not? We don't know, because oh. he got beamed out. Just No, I think he got beamed out. The guy covers his eyes. Right. He's just about to shoot him. Right. And then, so the robot never tells you, was he really going right. to kill the guy to set the world straight? Yeah. Or maybe the, it just happened by accident? I always thought he was really going to kill the guy. Yeah. But it wouldn't make sense, because a robot has no right or wrong. He was just doing the math in his head. It was but like, then they, during that show, they were showing him learning. He was learning to be a human. Yeah. yeah. That was his big thing. He wanted to be a human. But that was a good I episode. Did, I have watched, I mean, I didn't watch every episode slavishly, but I yeah. did watch those when I, when I had a yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah. I but liked that, the show. That, that was a good one. I remember he'd meet his creator, too. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Soap. Yeah. He played both parts. Right. Yeah. And then he played his brother, his evil twin brother. Right. They always have an evil twin brother. 
Was, he, was it data backwards? No, it was lore. A tad. <laughs> no. I'm a tad. And then, and then he, in the last movie, he finds the very first prototype. It was a little messed up. Yeah. He was called B4 huh. because he came before B4. everybody else, uh, B4. But at the end of the movie, the real Mr. Data dies, sacrificed himself to save the Enterprise. Oh, really? And he, just before he leaves, they always got a way out, those yeah, stupid yeah. writers. He talks to B4 and he downloads, because he's a computer, so he downloads all his memories into B4. Oh. B4 is a little messed up. Oh. He's kind of like, huh. He's not like perfect. Yeah, yeah. Trying to be politically correct about it. Right. So at the end of the show, um, Patrick Stewart's talking to him. He's like, "Oh, your brother was a terrific officer and all this and that." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And he's just like clueless, you know. Yeah. And then as he's walking out of the room, the B4 robot starts to uh, hum a song that uh, the other guy did, and then he turns. That was in the movie. That was in the movies. Uh, yeah. So that's how it ended. So they kind of left it open that he might be dead. But he downloaded his, right, right. his brain into right. that guy, so right. we could always bring him back. Right. And that's how they left it. And they, that movie bombed. Well, he's supposed to be in that Picard show. Yeah, because they never had another show after right. that. So that's how they ended it. But in the books, I didn't read the books, but Spencer Beck was telling me the novels, they, they retconned it. Like, oh, they fixed it. They, they downloaded the guy, so he's back to normal. But books don't count. Well, all yeah, that expanded all universe. those Star Wars ones oh, that were done over the I years between the years, movies. And then they threw them out. Yeah, yeah, by the way, like, those hey, don't count. Those don't count. You know all that money and time you wasted on those right. books and novels that went out for years? Right. We're, not, we're done with that. Oh, I read those. I read the ones that came out during the, the, the second trilogy. During the second trilogy. What, do you mean the prequels? The prequels. Yeah. I read those because my son was young enough at yeah, the yeah. time. Oh, the one that's about yeah, Anakin yeah. and Qui-Gon and yeah. Count Dooku? Yeah, yeah. I just heard one yesterday. As I was cleaning up, I had I Audible. They had one of those radio plays, you know, oh, they do right, like a radio right. show. It's like the backstory of Count Dooku. Right. I'm like, oh, what the hell, Christopher Lee. So I'm listening to it. But the way they write those, it's almost like a big tease. Because they can never really right. venture. You have to go right back to continuity. Right. Because they're licensed characters. Right, right. You can't make them do something because right. you don't own it. Right. So you, they're going to give you a story. Like Superman, I suppose. Yeah. You can't bear off course. You have to end that story the way it's It's like to. doing a fill-in. Because these things yeah, exist between exactly movies. exactly like right. a fill-in. But like in a comic, if you control the character, yeah. you're the regular writer or right, artist, right, right. whatever. But you don't own the But character. somebody comes in and does a month's issue for yeah, you yeah, he's yeah. not allowed to do something that's is that how it would work they would sit down and go oh you yeah, got yeah. a deadline oh we have a backup script like yeah, they have yeah. a one off story well sometimes they would just say hey you need a, you need a month on your schedule yeah. we'll get somebody to do it but I hated filling stories because we would be reading like yeah and then you get the book like what the hell is this right oh you gotta wait because well, you part. couldn't do much with them I mean that was yeah. the deal it's like if somebody borrowed a character from your book yeah like when I was doing Shazam Peter David borrowed Mary Marvel and yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel Jr., I guess, for like a Supergirl crossover thing. Right, right, right. And you couldn't do much. And horror. Yeah. But that's really the deal. Is you, you can't. You have to return all the characters to their original exactly. upright position. Yeah, that's exactly. And, I, and, I'm, listen, George and, and I'm listening to this, and I can tell the story's about to end because all the characters start falling into yeah. place where they were in the movie. It's like... Yoda goes back here, Count right. Dooku goes here, like, right. oh, nothing got resolved. And then right. at the end, it's like, I'll see you again someday. Because the guys who write them, know that? they're, well, no, they know that's part of the rule. Yeah. So it's basically, 
they're probably told you can't do this because yeah, this, yeah, yeah. I mean like when Marvel was doing the Star Wars comic yeah, they well, did like yeah. they, they say you can't, you can't do Darth, Wa Darth Vader because we, we have plans well, for this Simonson got you can't. for that do you remember that? He built the second Death Star, right? And they called up. They go, "What are you doing?" They're like, right. yeah, "You can't. We're not in the movie." Right. Was it Simonson wrote it? It might have been. Walt was doing it. Yeah, oh, I no, it might have been. Um, Maybe it was Louise. Maybe yeah, Louise was doing it. Walt was doing it, yeah. and Tom Palmer was yeah, in yeah. And it was all about how these generals were getting together. And they were going to kill Darth Vader, right. and they were going to do it aboard the brand right. new uh, Death, Death Star. Star. Right. And it was a great story. I remember reading, like, "Oh my God, this is a good movie." Still, are we still? You see our batteries? Yeah, we're good. Oh, okay. But, and then they and it had to wrap it up. And I remember reading an article. They said years later that Simonson got a call from Lucasfilm saying, "You got to change yeah. that story. You can't yeah. do that." It's like, no, they always had specific rules. Yeah. Like when Byrne was doing the Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones yeah. it was like, I think he got kind of... He only did two issues. I recall it. him being like kind of tired of, oh, you can't do this, yeah, or you yeah, can't yeah. do that. Because, I mean, they sucked off of it. And Denny O'Neill had to finish But I'm saying, you, you you know, you go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to get to do Indiana Jones stories, and then like, suddenly, you know, oh, you know what? All you can do is him teaching his class. That's it. And yeah. then you go, well, that's not well, what there I wasn't even do. a Temple of Doom at that yeah. point. All they had was Raiders. Right, it was just the first so, movie. And then they went backwards in the next movie, so they right. were, couldn't do this or that. But his was one of the better ones out of all the Indiana Jones, because that was when Jim Shooter was there, and every one of those books was either one or two issue stories. Nothing more than that. There was no like year-long story. Right. It's like another adventure, another adventure, another adventure, which was fine. But after like 12 issues, it got tired because yeah. it was like fill in X whatever thing he's looking for today. Like Howard Shaken tried to do something. They got him off the book. Yeah. He introduced Marion Ravenwood. Right. She was there. Oh, Marion. She got a nightclub in New York, and right. they started talking about her. And, that the one that I inked pages for, uncredited, was Steve Ditko's one. No, it was Kerry wow. Gamble when Gamble was Gamble drawing was a it. Bunch of them. Yeah, and uh, it, it had fight. it had both Marcus and Marion Ravenwood in it. Yeah, they were the Alps. I just wonder. I did like yeah. I inked it like five, I think five or six pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that one issue, I can't remember what issue it was. I think I remember that. Seventeen. Yeah. I don't know why that sticks in my head. Well, there was a cover of Bob McCloud. They were, he was wrestling a bull. Yeah, the bull by the horns. I did it to help out Sam De La Rosa was a regular inker. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, can you please ink these pages for me because they're they're giving me was a hard time. an alligator? Yeah. I have those pages. You don't have my I pages. own them. Do you have... If he's fighting an alligator and he wrestles it and he ties him out, though, yeah. I own those. It was... My sequence was in there. I'm not sure if... Should, I have, like, four pages of that. Okay, you should show it to me sometime. I still have, like, I think I did six, so I might have got two back. I yeah, think I still have them? No. Oh, what's funny, I have... But the other ones would have been Carrie's share. Did he throw a thing of dynamite over his shoulders? I don't that remember. That was in there, and I always thought, like, nobody would light a stick of dynamite and just casually throw it over. Whoever yeah, yeah. ate drew it, I was like... What are you? Did not, not, not lobbed it. Right, right. Literally just took it with, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are you, insane? Well, Carrie did a nice job on it. I no, remember, they were Carrie Gamble pages. Okay, well, the one I did was Carrie. No, these were uh, Spanish named... Ed Barreto or somebody? Yes, Ed, Ed Barreto. Ed Barreto? Yeah, I have his pages. Weren't those the Dark Horse? That huh? was later, weren't no, they? No, these were the Marvel ones. Marvel? Okay. I have Dark Horse ones, too. Yeah. But that was with um, the guy that did Black Ops. Yeah. Spiegel? Dan Spiegel? Yeah. Or Dan Barry. 
Well, Dan Barry worked on it. Carl Kiesel wrote Wait a minute. it. Is Dan Barry, Cy Berry's brother? Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Dan Barry did Cy Flash Berry Gordon. who I had at my show? So, it was Cy Mantle. Berry. Okay. Flash Gordon was done. Yeah, Dan, Dan Barry. Oh. So Dan, so when, Dar- when Dar- Dar- first got the Indiana Jones rights, yeah. I think Carl Kiesel was working on it, whether he was inking it or writing it. I See, forget. I think it was Dan Spiegel. No, the Dan Spiegel did some later. Yeah. But it was Dan, it was... Uh, he did Blackwater. Dan Spiegel. I have his pages. Yeah. All right. Now, I'll show them to you. I got a big sleeve of artwork. I'll have to find my issue, though, of Indiana Jones. I thought you had a Ditko page from that. No, I did a Ditko story for a Black Lightning story for Outsiders. Oh, all right. That would have been, like, 1985. Yeah, yeah, it was a backup when they did the when they had the deluxe book and the yeah, regular yeah, yeah. one. But the Indiana oh, Jones would yeah. have been from 82 to 80. This would have been around 83, five. 83, maybe closer to 84. 37 issues. Yeah. Yeah, three years. But yeah, nobody right knows after, I did it because I wasn't credited. Oh, right after Temple of Doom came out. Temple of Doom was done by... Didn't do so no, 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 no. Butch Geis. Oh, okay. And... Did it say... Mike Goldberg? For Inks, you mean? Was it Jurgens? I gotta look. It was for Inks? Butch Geis did the, uh, the adaptation, the movie one. Yeah. And I know who inked it, but it's somebody that we would know. Oh, you know what's funny today? I picked up a book. Uh, Al Milgram wrote the story. It was a Hulk villain story. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. No offense to Al Milgram, but it was horrible. They just came out with one of those dollar true believers oh, okay. where Bruce Banner is like in the Hulk's chest, like coming out, like he's they're trying to physically split the two. That wasn't a burn cover. And Doug Mankey uh, did the... Uh, Oh, yeah, it must have been one of his early ones. It was bad. Yeah. The artwork's bad. The story's bad. I mean, there is so much dialogue. Kevin Smith was talking today. He said on a 22-page book, he would he turned into uh, Terry Dodson and Nancy. They were in the story. He gave him 60-something pages. For How many? 60-something. Holy crap. For a 22-page book. Because he put so much detail in it. I go, why did you have to do that? You shouldn't have had to do the all that. freak. Right? What is he? Uh, Alan Moore or something? I don't think. What's a typical 22-page story? How big is a script? For a square pages? Well, a script can go like 20 pages. Yeah. But that's with dialogue. Yeah. And the dialogue takes So why space. would it be 60? Because you don't know how to stop. I mean, really? Is that right in a movie? I mean, the problem with that is, like, a lot of times writers will write too many panels. Yeah. And if you got a lot of panels and you have a lot of dialogue, you got no room for art. Oh no, that book I was just telling you about the Hulk book. Every single balloon, there's got to be thirty or forty. I'm like, oh my god, why? And you know, he keeps explaining everything like it's your first book ever. It's like, hey Doc, I'm Rick Jones. You know, the guy you saved from that explosion. That was Jim Shooter. Was one of them. Oh, it was painful. Yeah, Shooter. That was probably during that era. There's General Ross. I can't believe my daughter Betty loves. What did you never read a Hulk book? Well, the Shooter's thing was that if every any issue could book. be your first issue. Yeah, but and oh my no, God. I know. But he would he was hitting those points. Oh, maybe Milgram was just a yes man. But I was like, why would you do this? Because yeah. it was it was to. It was comical yeah. how over-explaining he was to everybody. When Doc Sampson, 
Bruce Banner's friend and also psychiatrist, but I also was dealt with So before Byrne left Superman, yeah. maybe four months before John left, yeah. Carlin said, hey, I, was, I said, is it possible I could do some writing? So I, he said, okay, well, you can write the Adventures of Superman annual. Right. You won't have to draw it, but that way you're on it, whatever. So I wrote yeah. the Adventures of Superman. Has this been annual number two or something? Right. And John Stadema, who was a guy in Wisconsin, John was going to draw it. I knew John. It was like a 38-page story. Yeah, yeah. So while I was doing my regular duties, drawing and co-plotting with Byrne on the regular... Superman stuff. Right. We were working on this story, and Harlan would tell me. Yeah. He said, "You guys, you know, you you artists who want to become writers, yeah. you're writing too much dialogue. Right. You're not trusting the art to do it." So he gave me that valuable lesson. Yeah. He said, "If if a balloon is more than two typed lines on your script, yeah. two yeah. lines in type." Yeah. That's a full balloon. If it's yeah. more than two type lines, other balloon, yeah. or consider not using it. Yeah. So he said the eye has like a certain amount of copy it wants to see. Oh, yeah. And if there's too much, you kind of zone out. Oh, yeah. So I was push shop last night. I had the comic book next to me, and as I'm waiting for the stuff to refresh and redraw, I'm trying to read the book, and I'm like, oh my God. I'm literally like, right. you know, printing stuff, and I'm just, you know, scanning yeah, yeah. stuff. It was so effing long, man. So there's a, I mean, there's I didn't a, finish the book. There's, there's an aesthetic yeah. to looking at a page oh. and not having it overwhelmed. Black boxes. That's yeah, all yeah. I looked at was big blocks. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, ink. yeah. Well, so Mike it's gave like me that. Chris Claremont stories. Mike gave me that like trial by fire kind of thing. How did Byrne work with Claremont? Because Claremont's the king of writing too much yeah. story. Oh my God! You sat down with X Men. Well, obviously, obviously, they must have been butting heads for a while. Oh, I believe. It. I mean, John ha always had tons of ideas. Yeah. And I think the idea, if he had an idea and he really wanted to see it, I mean, it seemed like he and Claremont were doing good. Yeah. I mean, from a fan point of view, it was good stuff. Yeah. But I think at a certain point, it becomes the Jack Kirby, Stan Lee thing yeah, where, yeah, yeah. okay, I really wanted this to happen this way, and I'm tired of having to defer yeah, yeah. after the fact. Uh, but, it was something else, boy, I tell So anyways, my first annual then became an issue of Adventure of Superman when Giant right. left because Superman was coming out twice a month. Yeah. We had lost Action Comics to the Weekly. Yeah, the Weekly, yeah. So Superman came out on either side of Adventures, and when John left, his last issue was a Superman. It was where they killed the Kryptonians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the next book on the schedule was Adventures of Superman, and I had nothing. I so would, there's no the way. So I said, I can't draw an issue, write and draw an issue in like yeah. a week or two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I said, what about using the annual? So they ran that issue without ads. All right. So they skipped the ads, and it came out in between. And then my actual first full issue was the one with a Brainiac story. All right, we're still doing good. I'm just checking. 17, that's weird. What's 17%, it hasn't moved. Well, it's because our energy is charging. I know, right? I'm like, that's really odd. But anyway, that's fine. So, but so yeah, that's how the book's got. Yeah, yeah. But I don't even know, know how we got it down this road. We started talking about well, you were bad guys, talking about guys, and we were talking about Milgram's Hulk issue. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, you know who, who else used to do it was that? Worth a dollar. We went back in the '80s. 
when DC started doing like creator owned or yeah. whatever, you'd have equity in something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug Mensch yeah. wrote something called um, Moon Knight. No. no, no, it was a DC thing. Oh no, I, it just it was in my head. No, it went out of my head. It was a, a, a maxi series, like a ten issue or twelve issue thing. Some devils. No. But Pat Bastine, who was the editorial coordinator, said, Oh, would you be interested in drawing this? Yeah. And I said, I really don't have time. Right. But she sent me the script anyways. And the script for the first issue was like 45 pages. Oh, good God. Electric Warriors. I, and it, was, I, it wound I up being drawn that. by a British guy. Yeah. Um, he was a Judge Dredd artist. Yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. yeah. But anyways, that first issue, the script was like so dense, it was hard. I said, there's no way I would do this because you can't wrap your brain around it. No, no, it's too long. And it was a 12-issue thing. It was just crazy to have that much in it, but Doug would do that. Yeah. And again, it's not bad. Like, if you're an artist and you really need every I dotted and every T crossed, and somebody's going to describe background down to the third level. It would have been like 83 or 84. Yeah, so he'd already worked yeah. with Bill on 81. So, so yeah. I'm saying that he was, that was the record that was the most I've read at that point really? for a plot. Until Alan Moore said And then, yeah, yeah, Alan Moore was like really well thought out. It wasn't like there was just him rambling. Right. It wasn't, there was no aspect of rambling. It was like he was like looking at a, it would be like him looking at a panel and describing now, it. Would he actually go research all that stuff? Well, yeah, he would, I mean... He'd look up, like, what kind of cigarette wrapper they had, or... Yeah, you still had to do that. Yeah. As an artist, you still had to do the re- the references. I know, stuff. but he was... Eight. But he would describe stuff back into the background of a panel. So, he this is happening in the director. foreground. This stuff. Did he ever but, I mean, work in movies? If you think about it, it was impressive. I don't think so. It was impressive that someone could have that... Again, it was like... You're looking at this picture on the wall, and you're saying there's a street, and there's a building, and then behind the building there's this. Yeah. It was that clear. So you had to do it. I mean, I always felt like it was on you no, to screw I'm it saying, up. No, but I'm saying, it sounds like a guy who's trying to move a shooting script. Yeah. Like, they but it was all in his head. I mean, I'm like, saying, it's Smith amazing to be able Bob to do Smith that. Is 45 years old, brain hair, balding, with a limp, you know. But behind him is a tile floor with yeah. black and white tiles with stools sitting in. That's what I'm saying. Pictures that, on the wall of 1943 scenes or whatever. It was all there. Yeah. I mean, if you worked on an Alan Moore thing, you were part of a club. You know, I remember Dave Gibbons and I having that, like, you know, you would Bonding. do the, yeah, because you would go, up. Oh, Nice job, or whatever, because you knew what what the situation was. Harley here next time. I'm looking at people walking. Oh yeah, dogs. there's lots of dogs. No, I just I was like, she, she would sit right here, I'm like, oh. well, she'd be eating that pizza on the next day. Oh, she likes pizza. <laughs> I swear, you have the house like, and like dro- drool is coming out of the corner of her mouth. She goes, I'm not feeding her. I'm not feeding her. I go, come on, this <laughs> is Big brown eyes. Please. I go, just give her the crust. No. And I go, Harley. <laughs> That's why she learns is because you treat her. I go, so wild. It's amazing that you did that with your kids, too, though. I know. Spencer, here. <laughs> yeah. Did we cover our bases? I think we reviewed the movie. We talked about the Joker. You should put spoiler, spoiler alerts mom. in there, though, because... About it? You should still have seen no. it before you the listen. The gas station guy. I ruined it for him today. He, he goes, there was a miniseries? I go... <laughs> 
I go, didn't you? I said, it was just like the miniseries. Oh, I have spider. He goes, what miniseries? So if you want to ruin other stuff, you know what? I finally, I, last night I finally finished Stranger Things Season 3. Oh, there you go. That came out in July, but sure. It's been three months. Was it June or July? Was July, it July? Oh, okay, yeah. I liked it. I thought yeah, it was good. What do you, they left it open for number four. Well, they not only left the it open, they guy, set it up for Yeah, he's, he's yeah. in a Russian prison. Yeah. So how are they going to rescue him from that? Eleven will. I did think it was funny. Should go get those people that we threw away from that season two script, the X-Men group that she met in New York. Which never came back again. They don't need to go back to that no, until but they, they need, need it. it. Somehow they got to get to yeah. Russia. The they government's got to do it. Who was the '80s here uh, actor they brought in? Matthew Modine was in the first one. Uh, well, this was like no. Who was the guy? I'm thinking the guy was, from Sean Princess Astin. Bride. Princess Bride. That yeah. was it. It seems like every year. Yeah. That was, was that '80s? Yeah, I guess yeah, it, it was '80s. 80s. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was '80s. '88, '87. And he was the he was like the uh, maybe. There was like echoes of Jaws in that too, because Jaws? he was the mayor and he was still putting on the festival. Oh, there was that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There was that. Yeah. The other thing that was funny was watching it, and again, I remember reading that they were filming Black Widow in secret. Oh, that's why he had that big beard. Well, no, I'm just saying in Black Widow they cast the guy who played the sheriff. Harper, in, yeah. Right. I wonder if someone at Marvel was like going, "Hey, look, he plays Russia." No, I was wondering why he had the big beard too, because I'm like, "Do he have a beard in the other one? He had a mustache." Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was doing the whole Magnum thing. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. At the end, he had the but beard. But I'm saying he, he had, had the, the Russian, he had the Russian outfit he, he on when he was in the. Uh, yeah, but he didn't grow it that fast. I don't know. You never know what this is. No, but I was just thinking, like, someone that probably went, "Oh, look, he played the whole Magnum guy stuff." Yeah. They even filmed it. They even said somebody said, you know, "Hey, Magnum" or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, the Russian guy. Fat Magnum. Right. He's like Fat Magnum over there. <laughs> and he goes, okay, we went to go so get the, the cherry Slurpee. It was a strawberry. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't taste. He, he gets in the car. He takes off. He goes, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> I yeah, liked it. It was I well done. It was well done. It was well done, but there was a little bit of the Everybody had their boxes. No, but I'm thinking. Somebody had like a list of all the, the 80s Steve. tropes. Steve and what's the boy's, the curly hair boy's name? Dustin. Dustin. They had their story. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, girl. The girl who worked at the... Oh, at the and, then they all, and then they all left at the end. Yeah. They all left home. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. They're all 30. <laughs> yeah, they all grew up to be an it. They're all an it. You know? I don't know. No, it was, it was good. It was well done. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else I saw. I you watched Mindhunter. You saw I watched Mindhunter about the serial killers, but you didn't watch it yet. No. But that was good. Manson's in it. David Berkowitz is in it. Uh, but no, there was a bunch of stories. Oh, I saw the Banana Splits movie. Oh, which yeah, was you were horrific. talking about that, yeah. Not horrific in a good way. I have way. no reason to watch it. I just liked this. When I was a kid, I, I never watched, watched Banana Splits. There, I was oh, too old, too old. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this has got to be fun. Nothing to do with the TV show. It was yeah. it was just badly made. Right. And you, you know how sometimes movies are bad, but they're good? Like Plan 9 from Outer right, Space? Right, right. You can laugh at it. Right. But this was just badly acted. The effects were bad. And I'm like, like remember those trauma movies? When the guy in Jersey right, was making right. it, like with James Gunn and yeah. stuff? You know it's schlock. Right. Let it go. Right. But this was made in South Africa, I found out. Right. And God knows where the money was. It was just... I have no it's idea. A weird, it's a Why weird choice. Why would Hanna-Barbera lease those property? Well, Hanna-Barbera doesn't exist. Well, That's who, a Warner. Who bought the, who bought the Doesn't rights? Warner have all that? Who bought Yogi Bear and all those? 
Ted Turner bought that in the well, 80s. Well, Squiz was part of their Yeah, their I'm catalog. saying Ted Turner owned that, and I thought Warner Brothers bought all of Ted Turner's holding. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying it's a weird choice it for the studio to make. It'd be like Hong Kong Fui, the movie. Right. You don't know who Hong Kong But it would Fui it would violate the principle of whatever like, like New Falcon and Dynamite. But no shows Which came. would be a great movie. What? You don't know Blue Falcon and Dynamite? You don't know who that is? Dynamite. That, that was like familiar. in the eighties. Eighties, yeah, they had like a superhero. That would be Scooby Doo. It was the Blue Falcon. And I was drinking a, by the eighties. No, I wasn't getting a, up for Saturday morning cartoons. It was kind of like Scrappy Doo or something, wasn't it? No, it was a ro robot dog. Oh, okay. But it was just like a flunky dog. Right. But they should do that as a movie, Dynamite. It was a robot dog. You know who Thundar the Barbarian is either? Yeah, because Kirby did design Kirby, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, Marty, never Pasco, watched Marty Pasco wrote it. Never it was really well done. Yeah. I mean, the concept, it was a Kirby thing. You know, the, the moon is split in half, and wizards have taken over the world. It was like a nuclear war, and... In the future, like it was like um, community, okay. like New York was all trash and Planet of the Apes. That they were painful to watch. That's why Power Rangers never got on at our house because I would groan when I'd watch those Japanese badly dubbed. Well, do you remember Teletubbies when your kids were little with Teletubbies they, uh, on? No, that was my niece and nephew. Teletubbies weren't around. Because yeah, my that son James, yeah. well, James Teletubbies was yeah. his thing. Rachel, it was Barney. For Tommy, Rachel, uh, in the early Spencer, 90s, was Barney. Was on a while, no, Barney lasted a long time, but yeah, Barney yeah. was new, like in the, when Rachel was a baby. Yeah. Tommy, I can't remember what Tommy, oh, was up. Uh, I would watch Thomas Train. We used to have to get videotapes of that. There was a Roly Poly Oli. And I there was a bear in the big blue house when James oh, yeah, was a baby, that, yeah. when James was little. See, I have nieces and nephews. The Teletubbies, too. I used to have that. to watch that with my nieces and nephews. Oh, Bob the Builder? Yes, yeah. we can. All that and stuff. Dora the Explorer. They were about the same uh, time. Yeah. See, wait a minute. Elliot, no, Benjamin is 28. Elliot's 25. Yeah. And Emily's 23. And then my sons yeah. come after that. So... It's just weird though when you're a, yeah no I'm thinking, when you're a parent you have yeah, to Emily's watch this stuff. Emily's funny because you know, now she's 23 and I brought her to Mohegan Sun a couple years ago and we went to walk across the floor and I don't think twice about it and she's like Uncle Mitch because um, it's a gambling area right. and I didn't even think about it right. and uh, I go oh don't worry Emily they're not going to say anything you're with me and sure enough you know I walked through she didn't gamble or anything but uh, who's this? I go, oh, this is my niece. He goes, oh, your niece, huh? And I go, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think about it. He's like, right. And I go, because we got a lot of guys with their nieces in here. And Emily's looking at me like, what's that mean? And I go, I don't know. And then he goes, so I'll remember she's my wife's brother's her father, my brother-in-law. Oh, okay. And, and Emily's, we're both, oh, don't worry, I'm going to say it today. She goes, it's, it's terrible being, she was talking about Mohegan Sun. She walked in the Mohegan Sun. She took valet. They parked her car with valet. She got out of the door. There was fifty dollars on the floor. Uh, she picked up the fifty dollars. She was so worried yeah. that someone was looking for the fifty dollars. Literally, yeah. that someone had quite do it. She turned it into the. She, she, she walked down. over, turned it into lost and found. She went to the cashier and said, "I found fifty dollars on the floor. This guy's on the street. Only my mother." I don't hear. Somebody must have dropped it. They looked at her. They went, are you serious? 
It's like, oh yeah, somebody might need it. Okay. And then everybody said, you know they just put that money in their pocket. Well, actually, right. they can't. No, they have to. They can't. They have to return it. No, Aren't they supposed Mohegan to give it Sun, to her if nobody claims it? After 30 days. Yeah. Oh, if there's part Mohegan Sun and their employees find it, they have, have to 30 turn days? it in. They have to turn you it in. You should find out if your mom got her 50 well, this bucks. This was years ago. I don't uh, know. Uh, I'm just saying, you're, you're not here's allowed the best, to take Actually, this is a better, well, I don't know, we're needing money. Boys or Us store in... No, sir. No, in... Uh, uh, Norwalk. New York in the, oh, the in big Times one. Square. Oh, yeah, with the Ferris wheel. Yeah. Right? We used to go to that. That was a big thing. It was it like was. Dad Central, and we were going up, and, yeah. and uh, he goes, oh, and he finds a $50 bill really? on the curb. Yeah. And I go, my mother oh my dropped God. it. Yeah. It's your birthday. You find a $50 bill. That's pretty well, good. Me being a dad. Yeah. I was already going to buy him whatever he wanted for his birthday. So, right? buy twice so I said, you can't really spend that. You're Are you have serious? To... It was like bonus. So he, he, I think he got maybe some of it. Yeah. But it, it wasn't like a, you're going to give a six-year-old 50 bucks because what are they going to buy? $50. $50 worth of gum or yeah, something. You know what right. I mean? Right. So I made him save. I think I made him save half of it or something. But I remember when the he kids was very, very disappointed in me. But it was like the best to find fifty bucks on your Easter birthday. egg, Easter egg hunt. You put quarters in the eat little plastic oh, Easter right, eggs, right. and then a couple of you put dollar bills in there. Right. Yeah, the, and they'd the, shake them and they'd... Oh, yeah. Spencer and Owen, they would tear around that yard. And Spencer <laughs> would pick them up and he'd shake it. If you heard something, he'd just throw it in the back. And Owen would be like grabbing all the coins and stuff. And Spencer was like, no, no. If I can't shake it, I can't But there was probably more quarters than there were dollars. I was so, like, yeah, yeah. dude, at the end of the day, Owen had like two pounds That's of change. Funny, right? And Spencer's there <laughs> looking for the bills, you know. <laughs> if I can't fold it, I don't want to hold it. I had a boss that would tell me that. That's so, funny. I would, uh, he, my boss, Peter, he would sit down. We had a couch in the front uh, lobby, and he would have change come out of his pockets. And at the end of the week, literally, I'd fill this yeah. glass with quarter. I go, Pete, what's all this change? He goes, I, don't, I hate change. I throw it away. I go, obviously. You know, if I can't fold it, I'm not going to hold it. I go, whatever. If you have, like, regular pants. Yeah. And you sit down with regular pants. Those it's pockets, it always falls out. Like yeah, your jeans, yeah, yeah, it never yeah, yeah. did no, because your jeans are slim, slimmer fit. Yeah, yeah. No. So that's a, that was a bonus. You shouldn't say anything. Pete was the oddest person. I remember I was interviewing people, and I couldn't find a right assistant. This is for the art department. And I had like six candidates. And here's what his answer was. Stand them all on their head. They all look the same. I don't know what the hell that meant. And I'm sitting there going, okay, Pete, there's little pearls of wisdom. Right. Peter Anderson, stand them all in their head, everyone looks the same. I don't know what point of view he's looking at. Because they don't all look the same, <laughs> even if they were in their head, because some of them were male and some were female. Oh, he had a lot of weird stuff. He would just throw these things out and you're like, huh. That's funny. That's a good one, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Anytime, Mitch. Little pearls of wisdom. No, he, the best one was, oh, he wrote me a letter after I left the company. He was still keeping in touch with me. And I said, oh, I had a good idea. Uh, I think it's, oh, that was, it was something about a catalog cover. I designed something. Was, Don't be too artsy. Don't get all into your art. 
don't think because you drew a pretty picture that makes you something. How much did you sell? It was all about selling product. And he goes, I could, you could take the same deal, put it under a color cover with 3D animated and all this stuff. I could take the same product, put it on a black and white cover. If my price is better than yours, I'm going to sell more units than you. I go, well, people are going to look at mine. He goes, yeah, but I'm going to sell He's them. giving you the Glen Gary, Glen Ross oh, thing. No. Man, this was back in <laughs> the 80s. Yeah. So he would go on about that. Sell. What do you do? Sell. And he would say, yeah, I'm giving you the lead. Always be selling. And he go, uh, I go, well, I thought I had a good idea. He goes, that's like my dog. When she wags her tail and I give her a bone, she thinks she had a good idea, too. I she go, got a bone. She got a bone. She I just wagged her tail. Yeah. That's all she did. Yeah. He was always like, when I was saying, he said, there, go, well, Pete, that doesn't make much sense. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> He's a guy, he would write idear, I-D-E-A-R, I-D-E-A-R, idea. Oh, you have to do it how I got spelled. an idea. He probably did the no. Warsh, too, right? No. W-A-R-S-H. He would, he would give me the, uh, whatever, the, the, the spec on the book, and I'd have to draw the uh, the idea. And he, he'd write, I have an idea for a, a catalog, draw it out. And I'd go to his office and I'd go, I just want to tell you this once. Idea is not spelled with an R, okay? And he goes, what did you graduate with? I said, what, my GPA? He goes, yeah, I go, 3.7. He goes, you know what I graduated with? 0.8. Just enough to keep me out of the Vietnam War. I go, oh, he goes, who signs your paycheck every week? I go, you do? He goes, why don't you get an idea in your head and stop bothering me about this stuff, okay, Mr. Professor? I go, okay, Pete. But I never bothered him again. I always love people when they're proud of their... By their ignorance. Stupidity. Oh, I had another guy uh, from England. He was an alcoholic. He's dead now. Good riddance to him. He, uh, he, we had to come up with a name of a software product. And what this was, was if you wrote an email, it would send you an alert. This is before all the modern technology. Right. This is 1990. This is 2002. Right. So if I wrote you an email, you would get an alert. This is all new stuff. Now you don't think twice about it. Right. So it would notify you. It would say... Jerry, Jerry, you have a, a message right, from Mitch. Right. He, he wanted something to come up with a, a product name. I said, why don't you call it Mercury? He goes, what does that mean? I said, you know, Mercury, the messenger of the gods. It would tell you, you know, here's a message. Go, you know, with the, the flash helmet, right. with the wings on right. it. So he's looking at me like I got three hands. He goes, what the hell's Mercury? I go, you know, Greek, Greek mythology, space program. I said, FTD Flores? I go, didn't you ever go to school? And he got up. And we were in a meeting. He goes, I'm going to put my foot up your ass. And I'm going to you smart son of a bitch. You, you college mother. And he just started going off on me. In front of everybody in the software meeting. And everyone's like, oh, my God. The scene in The Untouchables. He's got so, a baseball oh, bat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so he got head. out. And he stormed out of the room. And everyone, I go, well, somebody didn't go to college. And everyone's like, don't do he that. He did that with the speed of Mercury. <laughs> What's that? You smart out. You think you know it all, don't you, you punk? Oh, he was weird, man. Oh, he was... yeah. Now we live with people like that in our politics. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He, oh, he was. Oh, and didn't we work with that guy? We want. You know how you got a coffee cup with a lid? Somebody had spilled coffee on the carpeting, so we got a three. And I'm not lying to you. The famous coffee cup 
memo, three pages long, about how that gives the person that spilled it has no care for the company, makes the company look bad. When we have visitors come in, they don't look at the beautiful office, they look at the coffee stain and think how we're a bunch of slobs. But nobody could clean that up? Who's that? Yeah. (laughs) And so he sent this whole thing around, and you had to read the letter and then sign it that you acknowledge about this Meanwhile, thing. the stain is drying on yeah. the carpet. So this went on for weeks. So everybody had to turn their letter in, right? So I didn't turn my letter in. So he comes into my office. He's like, you think you're better than us, don't you? I go, why is that? He goes, you didn't turn in the coffee cup memo. I go, I don't drink coffee. And he goes, oh, oh, all right. Well, sorry to bother you. And he walked out. I was like, what the? But I did spill a Dr. Pepper on yeah. the carpet. We're still going. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's only 16%. Wow, when you turn it off to the outside world, it doesn't really... Well, you're not getting your signal. You're not getting signal. signal. Yeah, yeah. Right. These are these epic marathons with Mitch and Jerry. I don't care. So you didn't have a lot of stupid bosses. You were pretty much self-contained. You had editors and stuff, publishers. Yeah, I had some... I worked in the corporate world. No, no, I had, I had some stupid I, bosses. I worked in a billion-dollar I was too young. I was too young to really say anything. Oh, come on. When I was 18, I worked. I, I started when working I at a high school. I had a clipboard but I'm saying, I worked at a no. I worked at a type yeah. of studio. They were nice people. The yeah. salespeople. There were some good ones and some bad ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those early jobs were fun. Now that I think back, we well, were I mean, too young. Because you don't care. You don't right. have any bills. You don't have any kids. But you're also too. It's like your new experience. Your oh new yeah. Experience. I was like, I was cleaning my house, and I found some, you know, some drawings I had done. You were showing them to me. Well, I saw one last night. I was like, I gotta throw this one out. I was like, ooh la la. That's what shredders are for. I was, well, I, I was like, wow. It was one of the good pictures. Excellent. I was like, hello. I don't know. You know what's sad? It was inside a graphic novel. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a graphic novel. I was all set to give that to Goodwill. If you opened it up, you would have saw like, hello. Hello. Good job from Titanic. Uh, King of the world. King of the world. King of the nerds. King of the nerds. Mom. Mom. King of the nerds. Mom. So anyway, that same boss, I, I was drawing posters. So before the internet, he gave us a piece of paper and a clipboard. I think I told you, you, you had to write down what you did all day right. long and how long it took you because he wanted to see what people were doing all day. You didn't have to punch a time clock. No, we did punch a time clock. Uh, but but you didn't have to... a time for jobs? You didn't have like a No, time that's clock. what he wanted to do. Yeah, he okay. wanted to know how long the task yeah. thing was. It buddy. took me a while to draw the nude picture of my coworker. No, but... So basically, I was writing the game back tomorrow. It was just pages long. How long all this took. So a guy named Aldo, like Aldo Ray. And we're building a bookcase. And uh, he goes, oh, can I see your... Uh, I just go, here you go, boss. <laughs> and I can see the veins in his neck throbbing in his forehead, and he's gripping the clipboard. Oh, my... It was like a slow motion. And the guy, Aldo's like, oh, no. And he takes oh, the clipboard, no, oh, no, and he throws the clipboard. And there was, you know, drywall? Yeah. It stuck in the drywall. Like, I feel like freaking... Like Buzzsaw or something or from Daredevil. Working for yourself, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, yeah, it is. And he goes, that's a joke that I'm getting paid $3.30 an hour doing this shit. And I just took off my shirt and I didn't have anything on. I was spelt back then. And I, because he had to wear a shirt, said, it's amazing that I work here. It's amazing that I won't get any service. (laughs) I had my shoes. So, uh, I, that, that was the first time. Yes, yeah, so I often was asked at many a job, why are you here? I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? They go, 
you don't like what you're doing, but you're here. I go, because I got a mortgage and I got kids. Isn't that why everybody does what The they first do? time I met you, I thought, that guy's a smart ass. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then my response would need to be, it's better than being a dumbass. Because I had the nun say that to me. She goes, oh, Mitch, you're a smart ass. I go, better than being a dumbass, sister. Oh, they called my dad on that one. Mr. Halleck, yeah, your son. You still have scars from the room. Yeah, hit your knuckles right there. No, no, that's my exacto. You have one exact. That's really yeah, funny. I got the same one exacto right there. Yeah, we're like the Kettle box. That's brothers. really funny. Look at that. I know it's a opposite mess. hand. Well, this was an exacto cut a box open trying to get my first ever book. I wonder if mine was from that. I don't even remember what. No, because I got. That's how I learned never cut towards you. Yeah. I got my first printed cover, and I was so excited. I took the exacto knife and I sliced open, and the blade was. I got that. I might have cut. We have visual media here with the podcast. Yeah. We're, we're pointing to we our wrestling scars. We have they're almost exactly big the same. exacto knife scars on our hand. Wow. Wow, look at that. We're like, and we have that weird, brothers. weird bump on our middle fingers from drawing. Well, yours is the, ink, I, it, the inker callus. Mine is, is that what much, it is? Yeah. Oh, mine is speaking. holding a pen. Yeah, pressing down too hard. Yeah, yeah. People don't know what that is. The inker callus on your middle finger on the yeah. side because you'd be holding a pen. This finger used to be quirky. No, this one, the index. From yeah, holding well, a pencil. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> My, we're now showing our hands. The yeah. index finger is, those of you is, keeping is score at the, home. the index finger is crooked. I believe that's from drawing, probably. Because well, you're holding a pen or a pencil, you're holding it with the two thumb and forefinger. Yeah. And the the callus would come from this, from your finger, your finger rubbing, because you're you're basically doing that. Is that what that was from? Yeah. I never. I thought that was the pencil pushing down on it. I think it's a. And we have no eyesight left either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had good eyesight growing up. The years, I don't know if it's computer, it got worse. Well, you, yeah, when you're working close, it's hard. Oh. And you keep going, why isn't it lighter in here? And you got yeah. like 200 yeah. watt bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting a sunburn. Well, no, you also got, I used to get black ink all over my hands. Thank God Trump's bringing back those other Amos. bulbs. Yeah, you can, you can just get a sunburn from them. Is he bringing back other bulbs? Yeah, he was talking about it yesterday. What? Because because he so says nothing else going on in the world. Right. The new the new LED bulbs make them look orange. Yeah, it's not the bulbs. But are you serious? Yeah. So he's he's he, he's trying to relax the like rules. Because like at the end of, at the end of this year, it was supposed to were, that was the phase out for yeah, the old incandescent bulbs. Supposed to get the blue LEDs, but the I mean, white light in the. Four years that this has been in effect, the LEDs have become cheaper, and they're, yeah, they're every, they, they also now. have color to them. They're not like fluorescents. You know, fluorescents can be like really no, LEDs high burning have a white light, right? But the LEDs have colors to them. But anyways, he said that they make them orange. The old inkhead. He blaming, says the LEDs the make the lighting. For yes. That? Yes. Oh. Okay. But like when you're an artist and you actually use bulbs. Yeah. We. My, I can tell you from my drawing colors. table yeah. light. Had a fluorescent yeah. circle yeah, and and a regular ball, ball so that it mixed the two, it, yeah. so it wasn't too eye burning. Right, right. But those both of those give off a lot of heat. Yes, especially the incandescent. Yes, it I did. mean you could heat your house with it maybe. I remember when I had to go on press runs and you'd go in the proofing booth. That was pure white light. Yeah. Which was ridiculous because nobody would ever see it. Yeah. Like, like, look at the reds, look at the blues. Right. And you'd have to do color swatches right. to match the colors and then up. You, right. And they go, too much magenta, too much yellow. So we're doing all this stuff. And I go, the real world, they're not going to be reading Unless like you this. read it outside in the sun. Right. You're not going to see the whole I thing. never understood that. But I used to have to do press runs. 
at three in the morning. Remember the days when you used to have to calibrate your monitor? Yeah. If you work digitally? Oh, yeah. You'd have to calibrate your oh, monitor yeah, no, because no, no, your no. monitor could I be... I still have that problem now with Photoshop because remember the artwork you did this year's poster? Yeah. I got the postcard back. It was so dark right. because it gained so right. much. I had to go in and lighten it up like 10% or something. And I have my computer... My computer's set yeah. darker yeah, yeah. so that I don't go overboard. Oh, you do? Yeah. You purposely set your screen darker? A little bit darker, yeah. Oh, so now it also has less it. strain on my eyes, so if you're working long periods of time. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, I, my eyes it, I knock it down a little bit because I'll get the really dry eyes. Work on a light table used to be fun. Yeah, I got you, the. You know, but I, I used to like, get ah, those oral migraines where the, the field of vision would start yeah, dancing. Dots, yeah. No, it wasn't a dot. It would be like squiggly. It was really, really? bad, yeah. So I, I actually had all that zipatone. I had to stop doing it. all out. I hope you don't upset you by threw your zipatone away. You could have sold that on eBay. Really? People buy that. I already took it to the dump. Uh, Let's go, Jerry. Come on, we got to break buy it. old art supplies because they don't make really? that stuff anymore. Yeah. Like my rapidographs? Yeah. The culinaries? I don't know about no. those. If they were. Yeah, well, they but would they always still dry make rapidographs. Yeah. But I'm saying with the zipatone, they don't make it. They don't make zipatone? Why would they? They just do it in Photoshop. Yeah. Why would you even want it then? The last, I used to make my own towards wow. the end. I would buy big sheets of blank frisket paper. Yes. And I would print, I could print on my copy maker. And oh, print okay. It. Wow, I didn't know that. But you could have you could have sold that. Oh, I had sheets of it, dude. Was any of it unused? Some of it was. Wow, you could have sold it. I had ruby lit. Did anybody want those too? <laughs> ruby sheets lit. Ruby don't lit. take your love ruby to lit. town. Really? I had no idea. Yeah, the Zipatone. I, well, people I had so buy old pen slates. They buy old ink. They'll buy stuff that's old ink. It's all dried up. No, not dried up. But if you have old ink, because they reformulated ink when the uh, again EPA rules. See, Trump's not releasing or backing off on those. No. When they when they imposed that, it changed it changed our India. Somewhere ink. I have all my old rope wells. I don't know where. But it are. changed India ink for the worst because it, they had to add acrylic in, a, in place of the oil, the black oil stuff. There's no oil in India ink anymore. It's acrylic. It, it, all of it's acrylic based. So the old ink was like perfect. Black. Yeah, but it would work in pens. Acrylic right. gums up. Yeah, I was gonna say and it gums up your brushes and right. everything else. I did not know that. But incandescent bulbs, I can live with that. I found my treasury editions. You saw that? I saw that. Yeah. I mean, literally, it was in a box of you copy a bunch paper. Of them. I have, yeah, I have I a, a lot of the same of ones. Yeah. Did you get rid of them too? No, I didn't throw those out. You I could have put zipatone over all of them. Red nose, Rudolph the red nose reindeer. I found those. I found all my old comic strips. So Joe Kubert, The Bible, that was a great one. I know, I have that Kubert one. Kubert did all the layouts and the stories. Yeah. And then they had all the great Filipino I have artists. my scripts from uh, Mitch and Murley and the Razor Stubble from Outer I should hire you to you draw it because yeah. I did my version. <laughs> Here, Jerry, two a page. Yeah. $10 a page, Jerry. Yeah, if you like you're the, be rich. I actually did a story like that, which is funny it when you're sending a, me. It has to be a five-page story. I did a story about two guys who were yeah. friends, yeah. and they had a van. There you go. And they Down basically were danger Bob. Bob. I had no idea. Bob. Danger Bob. That's funny. He was just a guy in a baseball cap, and things would happen to him. I had a space dog. Oh. I created a, dog, a, a space have, character have, based on my dog, Lobo. I had Proteon long before you back in 1977. I have Proton. I have Proton. Mine Proton. I was, whatever. Proteon. Yeah, lawsuit. I had Thunder Bunny, which I probably stole from Charles. You probably did. I did. I that one started in like 19. I was 80. No, this was the 70s. I think 70s. I, or 73 is when I did. 
and I had a Thunder Bunny. My mom was like, I remember you should draw that. In 73? Yes. I did, dude. It was a fantasy. And I, I like I show you the artwork. You go, well, the eyes are crooked. I go, I was 11 years old. What a pencil. That was pretty Your good. eyes are still crooked, though. Shut up. For an 11-year-old, that was a good story. <laughs> then I found one I did where the earth was destroyed. That was a scary thing. I was like, wow, I, I got some issues going on here. What did you ink with? Back pen? then? No, no. Flare I had pen? all my, uh, my repetitive So you were using real art? I would steal them from the art school. When I was a kid? Yeah, like in the 70s. No, 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 no. I was... I got from that uh, the place we talked about, the art supply store in West Haven near the Linder's sure, Bagel. Or the No, right near my oh, my dentist um, was upstairs, Dr. Yeah. Ruby, and right on the corner near Chuck's Steakhouse. What was it called? It was a frame shop. And for some reason he had calligraphy pens. Yeah, yeah. And I would go in there and I'd buy my crow quills right. and a bottle of ink. Yeah. But I was getting that stuff like in seventy eight, maybe, seventy nine, before I ink with brush when I was when no, I first I never did when I first brush. discovered you were supposed to do it bigger and on oh, good I didn't paper. know that either. I inked with a brush because I couldn't ink with a pen. Did you know all those and Filipino artists to, didn't realize that? That they would draw the scale? That they would draw I taught the myself to ink with a pen when I got my first DC work. Really? Yeah, I was always inking with a brush. Oh, wow. And and when I got my first DC work, I realized that if I inked with a brush and I erased the pencils, the brush line oh, would yeah, go yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. So it was like out of just a defensive really? mode, I had to learn. That stuff? Well, no, those guys used to pencil like Carmine and they used yeah, to yeah, pencil yeah. like... You know, I mean, nobody had air conditioning. Right, right, right. You right. would pencil, and it, the humidity would be such that you couldn't erase the pencils unless you really went to town oh, on it. Oh, I see. I and see. then the letterer would get it, and he'd get, like, hand grease yeah, probably yeah, yeah. from, you know, a sweaty arm, yeah. and that would, like, fix the pencils. Well, I found out the mystery of my Chris Claremont blurred uh, signature today. I was at a comic shop, Boomtube Comics. I stopped by there after I saw my ma, my ma, and... Uh, <laughs> One of, one of the guys brought in the first appearance of Gambit, two of them, and Chris Claremont sounded with a gold paint pen, huh. not a Sharpie, a right. gold paint That's pen. That's how you did it in the old days, old but he, school. But the kids slid them into his plastic oh, bag. So it, was it was immediately smeared. Oh, because I got one too. I didn't know who it was. Who in that JLA story? Oh, that okay. He did the tenth circle. I didn't read it. He did it. Claremont did the dialogue, burned pencil, then plotted, and I inked it. It was six issues of Justice League, 94 to 99. Right? Issue 94 to 99. When year was this? 2000. Oh, when they got together again? Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was for uh, that it Superman. Was for Doom Patrol. It was a Doom Patrol. Basically, the Doom Patrol were the protagonist along with the vampire guy. Remember the vampire guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have that. So, anyways. The guys at DC are doing the omnibus, and I said, I still have pencils yeah. of copies of burned stuff. So the guy said, hey, can you scan those? Yeah, they'll put it in the back. So I had to go search. So I'm searching through my files, yeah, yeah. and in a file folder, I have, oh, I finally found them. They're eight and a half by 11. I had his entire thing, like all six issues in full, all in pencil. Oh, okay. So while I'm looking for them, I look in a folder, again, I have file folders in a little file cabinet, and I find, why are there comics in, here, in this file thing? So I pull out these comics. Yeah. One of them was a DC Spotlight, which was a giveaway from the conventions yeah, yeah. in, like, 84. Yeah, yeah. And it was signed, Five. very friendly signature from Wonder Woman, because there was this really attractive girl. Oh, the girl, girl. that dress like Wonder Woman. Kim, yeah, 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 yeah. This Kim, Kim had dressed, was great Wonder Woman. Anyways, yeah. she and I were like hanging out during the whole Chicago con. She was really cute. Yeah. Whatever. 
she signed this comic for me, like, oh, to my, you know, my love. And it was just, like, very... So I'm looking at that, I'm going, okay. I'd like to tell you... I forgot what her last name is, but she was really sweet. Anyways, underneath it, I have a copy of Infinity Inc. Oh, yeah. With Superman, or two Superman beaten on Power Girl on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Which I did, right? Yeah. And the cover signed by Jerry Siegel. And I'm like, oh, wow, I forgot really? all about that. Yeah. And then I have an issue of All-Star Squadron with the Golden Age Superman. Signed by Jerry Orton. And the inside of the Indicia page, yeah. Sir Jerry Siegel. Oh, look at that. So I don't know why I put them in my file cabinet, but those were... Oh, dude, I'm finding stuff. Well, the Jerry Siegel ones were from San Diego, 1984, because we were sitting at the D.C. table. We were doing it, as my wife says, for now. Yeah. And you forgot. Well, I figured if I put it with the comics, I'd forget them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways. No, I... Uh, but it was kind of cool because it brought back the memory of sitting with Jerry at the Comic-Con. Yeah. In San so Diego. I like finding all this and stuff, And asking too. him, I said, oh, would you mind signing him? He was like, oh, that's a great no, 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 Superman. No, no. I like so, finding all this stuff, too, because met. I don't remember this stuff. You think yeah. you remember everything? No. Yes, I do. No. Oh, no, you've given up on that? I know I don't, because I'll find stuff and I go, oh, okay, did not know I had that. No, I thought I had a good memory. But now that I'm starting to find stuff, I'm staring at, like I told you, that drawing I did of the girl June. Right. I'm looking at go, I have no memory of drawing this. You give I away so it. much stuff. I do give away a lot. Here's my problem. I don't do that that much. I don't really You jump. found my, uh, my uh, John Stewart. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't believe you found that. You go, how about this? I go, that was, did you know that was mine? I just assumed. Yeah, because I had that. Because it go, looked old. I was like, why do I yeah, yeah. have this? No, it looked old yeah. because it would have been when the Justice League was around, probably. Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I don't. That Darth Vader I was mine. Right. Actually, Owen. I, don't I would I would dump stuff. Yeah. Usually at Goodwill, I take yeah. a big box of comics or yeah. whatever. But I do it like every couple of years. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah, rid yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I always look for that stuff as if I still have. That's oh, the problem. Oh, so I have the opposite where it's like I know I have copies of this, and I'll look and I'll look and I'll look, and then like a week later I'll go, oh, I think I gave those no, away. I'm always, I now, now I'm starting to check everything before I give things away because, oops. Mr. Halleck. You should look in, in the books, obviously, in case you have something signed or, or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we've talked enough. I think we did. All right. That, that'll wrap. I think that's a long one. It's an hour and 23 plus my mom calls, so it's another 40. It's a two-hour epic. I don't want to hear the roots complaining about this, though they Maybe. do like it. Yeah. All right. All right. Say goodnight, Jerry. Goodnight, Jerry. Bye. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.